Welcome to the Gospel Saves podcast, a program that discusses all matters related to the Christian faith. I'm Wade Stanley, an evangelist with the Church of Christ. Please visit thegospelsaves.me for blogs, videos, and Bible studies. You can also find The Gospel Saves on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. As I continue my study of the Sermon on the Mount, I discuss the concepts of adultery, sexual immorality, lust, and divorce. Jesus teaches us that marital unfaithfulness begins with the eyes and in the heart. And so he cautions us to discipline our fleshly impulses by removing the potential for temptation. Better to sacrifice something of value in the present than to lose one's soul for eternity. In the final analysis, we all must answer a simple question. What are we willing to give up in order to inherit the kingdom of God? We left off in Matthew chapter 5, ready for verse number 27. On last week's program, we were talking about the attitude that we all need to possess. A willingness to concede. A willingness to yield. To not be stiff-necked or hard-hearted, but rather to give way to our, our brother. Give way to our neighbor. Give way to our family or friends. In particular, we need to be willing to do so when we find ourselves at odds with those people. Perhaps we've done something that has offended them. Or perhaps we can see ourselves as truly innocent in a particular situation. But if we're willing to look and say, you know, there's something I could have done better here, that sort of attitude can go a long way toward helping solve problems between people. Jesus says, don't be angry with your brother without a cause. Jesus says, if you know you've offended someone, don't just carry on and worship. Leave your gift at the altar, go be reconciled with your brother, and then come back and offer your gift. And he also says, be willing to settle with your adversary. Don't take it all the way to court, because you never know what will happen if you find yourself in front of a human court. And I didn't mention this last week, but it's worth noting that even in the American justice system, there is inequity. There is corruption. And we're not guaranteed to get either a fair trial by jury or just a fair trial by judge. So it's good if we do not turn our affairs over to a judicial system which may in fact rule against us. It's better to settle. It's better to be willing to yield and concede rather than taking it all the way and placing our fate in the hands of imperfect men. And so we come to verse number 27 and we see the, the pattern continuing. Jesus begins, You have heard that it was said to those of old. And this should take us back to passages like the the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20. In this particular stretch of verses, Jesus is going to be talking about adultery. He says, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not commit adultery. Now what is adultery? Well, adultery is a form of sexual immorality. Sexual immorality or fornication, as it's sometimes translated in the New Testament, is, is an umbrella term that takes in all forms of sexual activity that occur outside the bonds of marriage. God makes it very plain 
that marriage is to be between a man and a woman. Jesus teaches this in Matthew chapter 19. He hearkens back to the days of creation in Genesis chapters 2 and 3 to prove his point. Any sexual relationship that takes place outside the bonds of marriage is considered by the biblical definition to be sexual immorality or fornication. Adultery is one of those sins that, of course, would occur outside the bonds of marriage. One spouse, or perhaps even both spouses, are guilty of an improper relationship with someone to whom they are not married. This was very clearly taught against in the old law, and it's upheld in the new covenant as well. This is without doubt a sin in the eyes of God. God says that adulterers will not inherit the kingdom of God. It couldn't be any plainer. Jesus, though, as is his custom here in this part of the Sermon on the Mount, takes us deeper than just the actual physical act. He says that adultery really begins in the heart. Verse 28, But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. This is a very relevant verse in our day and age. In the last 20 years, we have seen the mass proliferation of pornography in our country. It's all over the internet. Most of the web traffic on the internet is driven by pornography. And in fact, the word for fornication, for sexual morality, comes from the Greek word porneia, from which we get the word pornography. Porneia is fornication. Graphos is writing, so you have the writing of fornication, which made a lot of sense when it just used to be in magazines that you could buy in some dark alley or at some convenience store 25, 30 years ago. But now it has entered the home. Now it is accessible on the phone, on the tablet, on the home computer, and even through streaming services online. This has not been a good development in, for human society. I was reading an article recently about the, the dangers of pornography, and it's very clear that pornography has a profound impact on the human mind. If you don't believe me, I encourage you to, to look this up online. There are studies that are very recent demonstrating that pornography profoundly changes a person's brain. It rewires our brain. And this is the sort of thing that Jesus is talking about. If you look on a woman to lust for her, you have already committed adultery with her in your heart. Now, it's true a man or a woman can look at someone of the opposite sex and notice that that person's attractive and not go any further. What Jesus is talking about is a fixation. Looking at that person, turning that person over in your mind, obsessing over them, fantasizing about them. That's when the 
concept of lust begins to enter in. This is not just simply noticing that a person is beautiful or handsome. This is something that goes far beyond that initial observation. Jesus says that this is adultery. So if you have a spouse who has trouble, they look at someone to whom they are not married. Jesus says this is adultery. He goes on to say in verse 29, If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. We could easily read these verses and take them quite literally. We could conclude that Jesus is recommending self-mutilation in order to avoid sin. And indeed, there have been some extremists in the past who have taken Jesus at his word and done such things to themselves. But I don't think that Jesus is encouraging us to harm ourselves physically. No, what he's talking about is we need to remove whatever is hindering our ability to be righteous. If we've got a problem with internet pornography, we need to take steps in order to control it, to not expose ourselves to temptation. It's why many conscientious people have installed parental control software on their computer or on their tablet or on their phone. Or perhaps they use a DNS service to control, to filter out what sort of, of stuff is coming into their home. This is a very responsible thing to do, especially if you are someone whose temptations run this direction. I think it's very important for married people to bear in mind that if their spouse has a problem in this direction, while it might be easy to be very condemning or to think less of them, what that person really needs is patience and help. They need to figure out how to remove this temptation, and you could very well be the person who, who's in the best position to help them. One of the best things that can be done is to remove the temptation completely, to find some way to prevent it from coming in at all. This is what Jesus is talking about. Ultimately, this boils down to what are you willing to give up for the kingdom of God? Are you willing to go from a smartphone to a dumb phone if you can't control these things? Are you willing to sell your tablet? Are you willing to get rid of your computer? What are you willing to do in order to enter the kingdom of God? Are these things so important to you that you're not willing to give them up? What will you say one day as you stand before the Lord God, the creator of the entire universe, who asks you why? Why do you continue to expose yourself to these things? Why didn't you give them up? What answer will you give on that day? I wasn't strong enough? I wasn't willing enough? There really is no defense. So as I look at these 
verses, I see real relevance for our day and age. It's true that we need to control our eyes, to keep our eyes in check when we're out in public, out mingling among other people. But we also need to be careful of the temptations that lie close to home and recognize that these things are addictive. They can control us. They can bring us into slavery to sin. Remember, my friends, if you are a Christian, you have died to sin. Christ Jesus has liberated you from slavery to sin. If you are struggling with committing fornication or adultery in your heart, I urge you, look to the Savior. If you're not a Christian, become one. Come to know the sweet liberty that we have in Christ Jesus. And if you are one, get down on your knees and pray. Pray to the Father that he would give you strength. And then start to work on your heart. God's only going to help you if you are willing to change. If you are committed to change. And if it requires you getting rid of some of the things that are nearest and dearest to you, then so be it. For it's better to lose these things than to lose one soul for eternity. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Saves podcast. If you found this program useful, please visit thegospelsaves.me to find blogs, videos, and Bible studies. If you enjoyed the music on this podcast, please visit acapeldridge.com. You can also find Acapeldridge on Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. May God bless you as you seek to know His perfect will. Oh,